You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I am your host, Casey Corbin. And thank you for joining us on the show today. Uh, before we get to the show, you need to hit us up on all those social media outlets. So if you could do that, hit us up on the old uh, Facebook at Talking Wrestling Facebook. Um, yeah, that's that one. Uh, on the Twitter at TNW Pod, on Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast, and uh, don't forget to hit us up on the old Gmail at Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. Again, if you uh, re- review, rate, subscribe, if you uh, give us a favorable rating or a five star rating and favorable review on iTunes, we will send you an 80s postcard of an 80s wrestler of your choice. If we still have those wrestlers available, many wrestlers are available. You know, that's all the gibberish we go through every weekend, every show, I mean, and it's great to have you on. I got to tell you, I'm excited. SummerSlam is coming. Not SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Oh, my God. So I'm probably I'm probably going to make more mistakes now since October 17th in Canada. That was the day that legalized weed became a new effect. And uh, so sorry. So sometimes I'm I might be a little cheaped up every now and again when I do the show. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing legal about it. It's totally legal. It's totally allowed. However, if I'm in America, I don't partake and uh, ever. So uh, with that said, uh, or maybe I do. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Survivor Series. Wow. Very excited. Uh, very excited for the matches that they've announced so far. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I don't know who I want to win. Very exciting. Brock versus AJ. Another match I can't wait to see. I hope Brock agrees to work a good match with AJ because the last Brock match was just pure shit. Um, what else do I want to see? The uh, Seth Rollins versus... Uh, versus uh, Shinsuke. Hopefully they will let these guys have a good match and maybe Shinsuke can do a match without having to hit somebody in the balls. Maybe they can just let him have a great match like he used to. Of course, more matches will be coming for Survivor Series and I'm excited because Talking Wrestling will be going down to LA. Uh, We'll be taking in NXT War Games. We'll be taking in uh, Survivor Series. Uh, We'll be taking in Joey Janela's show on the Friday night. We're very excited because I'll be with the We Watch Wrestling podcast uh, all that weekend and looking forward to some good times and hopefully I'll get them on the show and uh, hopefully I'll appear on their show as well and uh, I'm looking forward to a good trip down to LA for uh, many days of sunshine and many days of wrestling Um, now with that said I'm still on tour out west having a great time and I hope you enjoyed last week's issue with Brady Malibu Uh, great guy don't forget to check out his show when it comes out uh, however, uh, this t- uh, today, uh, my guest is one of my old roommates who, uh, in we, 2004, we, uh, where did we? We lived together in Toronto, and then he moved off to England and uh, did had some success over there in stand-up and in movies, and he's back here in Vancouver now, and things are great. He's an uh, acting comedian. He uh, usually opens up for Jim Jeffries on the road, and uh, he's a comedian with Yuck Yucks. You can find him on Twitter at um, uh, Mr. Tommy Campbell. He's got a huge Twitter following, and uh, that's probably most likely where you'll get his attention if if you want to tweet out to him as he's got a following of 57,000 people follow uh, Tommy Campbell and uh, he's my guest on the show today we're going to throw it to Casey Corbin and Tommy Campbell in studio right now Casey Corbin take it away joining me right now at this time in studio out on the west coast the west coast talking wrestling studio Z is a former roommate of mine professional actor uh, professional comedian professional author, uh, a jack of all trades. Tommy Campbell's with me in studio. Tommy Campbell, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show finally. This is very exciting. Um, I'd like to preface this to saying that we did go to a pub before this, and 
you did try my vaporizer. Yes, I did try your vaporizer. And uh, for those of you who uh, are listening in uh, from America, <laughs> we can do that. It's, it's totally fun. legal. It's so. totally legal. We could do. I was. We were right in the parking lot, and the cop said, "Hey, what are you smoking?" And we said marijuana. He goes, "No, what strain?" And we're like, uh, "Pink Bubba." He's like, "That's my fave." And then he gave us a wink, and then he drove off. Remember, that was like, that's how cool the cops are up here. Yeah, they're totally down with it. It's mental. Well, Vancouver is one of the cities. Now, Toronto, you cannot smoke marijuana within 28 days of your shift, which is ridiculous. Whereas Ottawa, the nation's capital, and a cool city like Vancouver, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, fit. If you're fit to work, you're fit to work. You confused me there, though, because you said within 28 days of your shift, but you didn't mention police. That's what you is that what you meant? We're talking like, police about. We're still yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you said within 28 days. So I was like, wait, all people. Like 20, Wal- Walmart greeters? No, no, no. no. Police, 28 police. days before you say hello to... There Do we even still have greeters? I don't go to Walmart that much. We were there yesterday. <laughs> I was there I, for you. I Yes, because I had to pick up... I, I picked up... There's not a lot of places where you can buy wrestling cards. And I picked up uh, a pack of Topps uh, wrestling cards because there's an autographed Ric Flair card that I was looking for. And I did not find it. But, um, but and I can, he, he did pick this up. We went into Walmart and then he made a beeline to the toy aisle. And I, I have a 11 month old child. So I'm thinking, oh, Casey's grabbing something for the baby. <laughs> no, first he went to the wrestling cards and I realized, oh, this isn't about my child. It's about my child friend, Casey. And I love this. He's, he was looking at the wrestling cards and then from there, uh, what was the next thing we had to look at? Well, the NXT title was there, and I said, oh, it's the NXT title, and it's not in a treasure chest, which we'll talk about later. And then, of course, the dolls. I have to look at the wrestling figures. Of course. I never buy them. But, but it was I fun for me to see, like, to, for me as someone with, like, with a kid, um, fun to see, like, oh, I wonder what'll be around when he's old enough to play with stuff, what he'll like. Yeah. And then also looking back to wrestling figures when i was a kid because when i was a kid was when i loved wrestling Mm -hmm. right i fell out with wrestling and it wasn't because of wrestling it was because of i traveled a lot and couldn't afford cable you know like being a young artist it wasn't a lot of you know growing up you love wrestling because your parents have television and they watch it that was you know like they didn't watch it but i you watch your parents tv but then you you turn 18 you move out yeah, it's fantastic. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, you know, like, uh, you, you know, I was a young artist, right? So yeah. I couldn't afford cable. So therefore, I couldn't afford wrestling. You know, that yeah. was my like, you know, I want to ask why I felt. But back to the action figures made me think of this. So we're looking at the action figures, right? Yeah. Casey's very stoned right now. He's looking. No, I was loving the action. Well, I love the action figures. And those Funaki, are they called Funaki Pops? They're, they're the little Japanese What'd ones. you call me? Fun- <laughs> it <laughs> called, just sounds horrible. I called you Funaki Pops. Um, I put Funaki Pop in your ass. You know, you know, well, they're just, you know, they're the little Japanese. They look like little marshmallow men is the best way I can Oh, they have like the giant head. Okay, yeah, those are the things you were showing me. They're very, very popular. Uh, I once saw a guy uh, come in when I was working with Ted DiBiase. Uh, he came in and had 12 Ted DiBiase Pops. And get them all signed. All signed. And Ted's like, okay. And like, I think it was Ryan Denis who's running the meet and greet. He he looks at it, he goes, these are clearly for eBay. So we're going to charge $40 a pop. And the guy's like, yeah, that's fine. Fan, so, I was I, I was interested. Look, that's great. I was curious if he would just straight up be like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, $40. On. You know, you have, you have the guy comes in with like 12 of them or whatever, how many. And he was just like signing each one, each one. Because he knows... You know, this is this is a, not a collector. This is someone who's especially when they don't ask for a name. You want what's the name? Yeah, yeah. Then you know it's just. Hey, going my on cousin's in the hospital. It mean a lot. No, it's yeah. like just straight up. No, 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 no name. No yeah, name. No name. No name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how you know that they're not a real collector. They're just going to sell. Now you're from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's I like am. But- the, it's like the home of wrestling in Canada. The greatest, all the best wrestlers come from Calgary. Yeah, no, when you're born, they give you a birth certificate and a title belt. 
Yes. <laughs> it's just at the Rocky View Hospital. They're like, welcome to Calgary, bitch. <laughs> and here's your belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, Calgary, uh, it was infectious growing up there with wrestling. And it was, a, it was a big part of being a kid there. Like, we stampede wrestling was something that we loved and all watched. And as I said, wrestling was huge for us when I was a kid. In our street, uh, we had our own wrestling league. Yeah, what was it called? Well, we didn't have a name for the league. It was just like the name of our street. Okay. Which normally I would just, you know, tell you, but then everyone will know my passwords. Because <laughs> it's like the street you grew up on. It's like next thing you know in this podcast, you'll be like, hey, where's your dog? And I'll be saying his name. And then people will string this all together and my bank will be hacked and we, we can't go there. But I can tell you my wrestling name. What was your wrestling name? So originally... Um, and we're, we're talking 11 years old here. Yeah, I yeah. was uh, Terrifying Tough Tom. Terrifying Tough Tom. Also known as Triple T. Triple T. I was going to say, before Triple H, there was Triple T. There was Triple T. And then uh, at some point, I decided I needed a name change. And I, for some reason, I changed to uh, Tom the Tiger Campbell. And I don't know... If, if I like Frosted Flakes a lot or what was going on. But yeah, we just used to all wrestle in the park and then we'd go watch wrestling. Yeah. And it was it was it was fantastic. We were really into it um as kids. And it's interesting when I look back, again we we I talked about falling out with wrestling and there's a lot of things like I, I being a being an artist, like you have to, the first things that go is like cable and stuff when you just can't afford stuff when you get older. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't see The Sopranos till it ended, you know, like it was on the final season that I finally had enough money to get HBO and had to like <laughs> re get them. But as a kid, when I look back to wrestling, I mean, again, being Calgary and stuff, it, it was cool. Like when you tune into Stampede Wrestling, because you're like, that's here, mm -hmm. right? The Stampede. You, you know, the stampede is something that happened in Calgary. So being named after that and everything and being at the stampede grounds where they did it, uh, it was just a name check thing. It was very familiar with, whereas when you watched anything else, um, you didn't recognize it, but we yeah. recognized the logos and things immediately. But when it came to like, when I was a kid, WWF wrestling, uh, when I look back at who my favorite wrestlers were, I realized everything came out of poverty. So this is what, um, when we went to that, I didn't realize this. I really didn't realize this till we were in that toy aisle yeah. and you were looking at all the figures, right? So when I was a kid, um, any figure I'd gotten as a gift, it was like my parents getting me the figure, but it was the bargain bin one. Yeah. Because as a kid, my favorite wrestler was Coco Beware. Oh, <laughs> which why why what was it because coco was the most electrifying wrestler no it's because i was given the action figure you know ah, and sorry i just um I burnt my mouth on the uh, the beverage that you made me, which is funny because you didn't warn me it was hot, and it's hot, and I guess it's hot chocolate, so you didn't have to tell me it's, it's hot cocoa. Beware! So beware, absolutely. I am actually drinking hot chocolate at this moment. He though. is, and I and I deliberately put it in a. Did you look at the mug? Oh my god, that's uh, well, that's Han Solo. Yeah, and it Air says, support. "I know, I know." <laughs> um. Couple Star Wars fans here. Everybody loves um, Star Wars. So yeah, it's interesting. Like so, as a kid, I I, I liked Kogaboor because I had the action figure. Mm -hmm. And um, did you come with? Did it come with the parrot though? Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, the other one I liked that I came that I, I must have got lucky because he was big. Was Jake the Snake Roberts was was fantastic, and I came with the snake and everything. Yeah. So that would have he actually was a popular beyond successful, you know, popular wrestler well, at the they time. Both, they both were. Yeah, but Coco, I mean, come on. Jake the Snake never sang the song Piledriver. I'm saying the kids on the street were getting Sometimes love is like a cold dance. And then it's a, it feels, it feels a lot like, like a Piledriver. Yeah. Am I supposed to know this song? You don't know Piledriver, the song? I don't know Piledriver. You off, have to play it for me later. It's off the... Alexis, play Pile Driver by Coco Beware. 
You know, can, I would laugh. First off, it's on. Alexa, not Alexis. Alexis Bliss, can you please play? That's a wrestler. She's a, we watched her the other night. Now, <laughs> also a porn star, Alexa Bliss. It actually would be funny. Not it's, that I know that I've heard. I think after I'm done with you, I'm gonna do a uh, podcast with Alexa and just get her to play wrestling songs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were multiples. Oh, um, there are. There are okay. several wrestling albums. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, you'll have to tell me about the wrestling albums later because I'm sure we'll have a drink and listen to those and you can do a, a, a show on them. But so my gateway one was just, yeah, again, born like the someone gives you a gift and you're like, this is amazing. I like this because I have this doll. It's tangible. Like mm-hmm. when I was really young, you know, I'd get my figures and we'd watch it, before, you know, but all my, you know, I'm saying my friends all at Hulk Hogan and stuff. Of course, I, yeah. And we'd play like the, you know, we had the stretchables and all that kind of, you know, what, what were they called when you... The stretchies. The stretchies. Or the bendies. The bendies, yeah. Bendies um, are smaller. But I um, I liked Jake the Snake um, when I was a kid. So Coco, I got like as the gift. So I liked that. And then you got Jake the Snake. And that I thought that was cooler. But even as a kid, I was, <laughs> I was just a horny kid. I, I loved his... Uh, uh, who was his girlfriend? Jake um, the Snake Roberts? Yeah. Well, like, he had his wife in a match. His Sarah wife. Roberts, yeah. Okay, she would be like at the side of the ring a lot. And I remember like... Rick Rude. A match where they're like, some guy was doing something or harassing or hitting on her. Who's your husband? And she's like, Jake the Snake Roberts. And yeah. then he comes up. Rah! And it's so funny when you look back at like how much show business has changed. Like... The, the demand what we expect of someone's body now it's same with 80s movies right you're like you know look at Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse in the 80s he would have been considered to be ripped mm-hmm. nowadays he wouldn't get the part he needs to be 10 times the size right you have to be massive and do so you, do you think that or I think I think in well in wrestling no I'm, the, I, the I think when you look at a lot of the wrestling when we were kids, like, I don't think the people were as big as what you see today. I'm not talking just like fucking height and stuff. I'm just saying like people mass were just people are just quite jacked now. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I have watched some wrestling over the years, just not it's it's something again, moving back to I lived in England for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm uh, stuff's always been on the you know just on the outskirts for me, but enough that I've seen, and it is it is sort of fascinating. But I was just thinking about it like in the in the eighties movie sense, you know, like you look at like Ted DiBiase, like when I was a kid, yeah. we thought he was ripped and huge, but I'm just saying like if you compare him to someone now, not even close, right? Like, no, it, like no. I'm just saying, look at John Cena or The Rock. Well, well, These guys are like fucking animals. They're now, massive. Well, now, they are massive animals, but I'll tell you right now, Ted DiBiase is way bigger than what you would expect. Like, he wrestled at 265. Oh, I know his neck is, like, he's a big fella, right? He's wild. But I'm just talking about the society's expectations on fitness. Yes. And what we consider to be, like, the bar kept on getting raised. Like I'm just don't remember every wrestler having a six pack when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there were lots of fat wrestlers. Yeah, they people were, were just wrestlers were different. They sizes were just big dudes. Shapes. But same, go watch, go watch an old '80s movie, and the the town ruffian or something. He's just tall and wide. Now they have to be covered in arm butter, ripping out of their shirts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying wrestlers. I'm just seeing the common ground there. What's interesting in the progression that we've made. But my other, as a kid, favorite wrestler, and this was just the comedian in me, like I loved Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah. I thought it was just mental what he did. I yeah. thought it was hysterical. Um, I also noticed that he only ever wrestled people you'd never heard of because you can't be cutting hogan's hair off well, well there's not much there's not much, it's, yeah he had the whole agassiz thing going on right where eventually he had the bandana to cover the top right yeah yeah of course i wonder if they ever got together and talked about that who agassiz and and, and hogan and hulk yeah well here's the thing agassiz in his prime 
he had all of his hair, but then eventually he sort of lost it as he went along. Whereas Hogan, when Hulkamania hit, he was pretty much bald and he was just sort of, you know, but he was still, he still had some hair. He was just letting it hang on the sides. Letting it hang on the sides. But then it, eventually over time, you know, his hair still receded even more and more and more to where he just wears the, you know, he, he, you know, he, the hair that he has at the back of his bandana is not even real. It just hangs off the back. He irons it and he puts it on and he puts on the headband and uh, it's all just a oh, gimmick. It looks like fucking doll hair. Yeah. No, he has the same hair as uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. So from yeah. the band Poison. Yeah, and, and, and of course he is uh, Brett Michaels is a champion because you know he's constantly fighting uh the evil diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Interesting though, though. So um Andre Agassi actually it was at the peak of his fame that his hair he lost it. Yeah. Um I know this cuz I've read his book. I'm not a big I'm not, I don't care about tennis at all, but Casey and I are both stand-up comedians. Um and that's a solo sport. You're on stage alone. Mm-hmm. So someone said, you'd really like Agassi's book because um, tennis is a solo sport. There's no, you know, if Casey or I have a bad show, it's not like a band where they can be like, yeah, the drummer was fucked up and he, you know, he he was playing too fast and it threw us off, right? It's It really is down to you. So on that encouragement, I read Agassi's book. And for those of you listening that, haven't seen me before i am bald as well so anything bald i resonate with and a lot of agassi's book is actually talking about him losing his hair but being famous for his hair and he goes into great detail in his book being at like the u.s open like the biggest things in the world and him wearing a bandana with the fake doll hair yeah and he talks about it wasn't about worrying about hitting this missing this all he could think about was what's going to happen when i go for a big smash and this comes off because of all the sweat and this heat and i'm on I'm, i'm on one of the biggest televised sporting events of the year and my fucking hair and bandana are on the ground that's what he was thinking about in those intense like you know, yeah. Grand Slam moments of his life. Yeah, it was about his hair. It's fascinating. So he must have been so relieved when yes. he just went bald. So he went completely the other way and just went full um, uh, Gillette. You know, the, yeah. the, he went, just went full. You know, he just owned it. But for the longest time, he hid it. And anyway, for for those listening, uh, I, great book. It's a great book, and uh, you can pick that up on Amazon. Uh, Amazon has it. I know that for sure because I saw it and uh, did not read it. Um, but I know a lot about Andre Agassi, and I think uh, he had no problem getting women back in the day. Oh, he Eric laid it O'Hare, down, you know. Like, and I'm sure, um, you know, um, when he thought, "Oh, I guess without my hair, I'm not as good," so I gotta find a girl with a big nose or something like that. But uh, he found quite the lady though who uh, become his wife, which was. Uh, Steffi Graf. Yeah, another tennis player. Very cool. Yeah, no, a good book. Again, I like, I just like recommending good things in life. It's it's weird. You tell people they're going to read a book, you, you give them a recommendation, and then they read something else. So I know. <laughs> it is true, though, right? You got to you got to try. So, um, yeah, you talked about going up in Calgary. And yeah, it's home stampede wrestling. So that was really exciting. And um, the most exciting thing for us when we were a kid was when... Uh, 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 the some of the Hart brothers. I mean, again, you probably know this, obviously, because you're Johnny Wrestling. But the listeners don't. Of course, they know. They they know all this stuff. But well, I guess they've never heard it from, you know, someone that experienced it. But when we grew up, um, when you walked into class and someone was sick today, like the teacher was ill. Yeah. You'd walk in. You'd be like, "Oh, that's not Mr. Robertson." Holy crap! And we get excited. You know, yeah. it was it was either uh, Keith or I think Bruce Hart, and they both substitute teached junior high and high school, and it was the most exciting thing in the world. Um, you still had to to do work, but the first time it happened, I it was just fascinating because 
you know, I was a big fan. So I was aware of these people yeah. at the time because they, they would show up in many things. And they were fantastic teachers because there's no better motivation than this. Well, they so, were, were they fantastic teachers? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because this is what they would do, Casey. They would sit you all down. They would pick one kid and they would power slam them. No, no kidding. Um, but they, they would go to the front and they'd say, yes, I'm one of the Hart brothers. Um, uh, who wants to do work today? And everyone would be like, no, who wants to talk about wrestling? And all the kids would be like, yeah. And he goes, well, here's the deal, right? I'm a substitute teacher. I have like an assignment you're supposed to do. If you guys all hammer this out, we'll talk about wrestling. And that's exact. You've never seen kids put their head down like this. Like, I was the worst student. And we would just, okay, here's my little thing I have to fill out or my report, a thing to read. And it was just a Q&A about wrestling. Yeah. You know, in an hour class, you know, with 25 minutes, we'd finish this thing. And we'd have over half an hour just to have a Q&A. And the thing is, is most substitute teachers just got, you know, pelted with paper airplanes and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And every kid gave them so much respect and worked so hard to get the work done. Instead of tormenting a teacher, we just focused and got it done. And then it was just so cool. We'd ask all the questions, you know. Like what were uh, some of the questions that we do? You well, it was always the first. It was always the first kid putting up the arm. The the, the stupid is wrestling. Is wrestling rude? Yes. And yeah. you just and and you'd hear half the class be like, "Come on!" Like just furious. <laughs> like why ask that question? You know, you're wasting time. We need good questions here. It's just a dumb question, you know. It's pointless. It is. It's like I said today. We met a girl who was serving us at the store. And the uh, store. Well, we were at a store picking up uh, bacon wrapped scallops. This and, is true. And uh, Tommy told her I had a wrestling podcast, and um, and uh, and uh, she was like, "I watched wrestling when I was a kid, but then I stopped because my dad told me it was fake." And then uh, I gave a few seconds, and then I said, uh, and then I just said to her. You know, uh, did you stop celebrating Christmas too? Because that's and my, I laughed out loud because it's absolutely true. True, yeah. that's my that's my go to. Is like, did you when you when you found out Santa Claus wasn't real? Did it all fall apart? No, you still take your kids and sit them on the knee. You know, now I don't know if she had kids, but uh, probably. But you know, um, or maybe not. Who knows? But, you know, I always say uh, nobody questions medieval times, whether it's real or not. Absolutely. And, and nobody questions the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, what? what is that? What is that? I don't know what, why some people can't just enjoy things. I remember going to see in the first Hulk movie, uh, I guess it was Eric Bana. Yeah. Comedian. Um, so that's a co- comedian's always in a name. There's two things people do. Canadians always have to name, mention when someone's Canadian. Yes. Like anyone telling a story. Yeah, they're you know, Canadian. Yeah. Oh, Canadian. Yeah. Oh, Canadian. Yeah. And when they're comedian, we have to point that out too. Oh, oh yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're um, Canadian comedian. Canadian uh, comedian. Canadian comedian. Double, double. Um, they're so double, double. Yeah. I, remember, I remember going to see the Hulk back when we lived in Toronto um, with, with, with a buddy of mine. And we came out of it, and I and I'd enjoyed it. And he's like, "Hulk didn't look real." I'm like, "What do you mean he didn't look real? Like, where did you grow up that there were Hulks just walking around? Like, there's, <laughs> like, there's, there's no real Hulk to base this on. They had to just get he's just close upset to a that he comic. He he didn't look nothing like Lou Fred. Well, that's no. mean you could yeah. There you go. Just couldn't enjoy himself, and I I never understood that about people. You just want to enjoy yourself, so. So for me, like, yeah, I'm trying to think back to those like wrestling questions we would ask. Like, it was mostly who have you met because mm-hmm. we're aware. Like, yeah, you're you're teaching social studies or history, whatever you want to call it. You know, mm-hmm. today, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, and I'm sure like the most impressive names would be like, of course, well, Hulk Hogan and Andre yeah. the Giant. You know, yeah, it, it was those people at the time. I yeah. probably asked. You know, have yeah. you pet 
Coco Beware's parrot? <laughs> I'd probably ask a Coco question because yeah. that was the the toy I had. That was and, very excited and they'd about be like, Coco. Uh, and they were like, no, but Ted the grizzly bear has licked our feet because he lives underneath our porch. <laughs> That's a true story. Okay. Well, Calgary, um, you know, more more Calgary than I guess as, as, we, as we get older. I used to work for FedEx and everyone knew where Bret Hart lived. Yeah. You know, uh, so just just standard Calgary stuff, right? And I remember I got to deliver a FedEx to his house, and that was extremely exciting for me. But he didn't answer the door, and I don't oh. know. It was like a cleaner. But when they opened the door, he had like a... It was like an electric chair. This like with a dummy in it, like right in front of the door. Yes. Oh, so you okay? You know yeah, this? You know, yes, I know about. It. I, I love that you don't know about it. Well, I, everybody... why would I know? But I was just like, I know you don't. I was know like, about this Bret Hart house. This is so exciting. This what is like really cool. This? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, yeah, just the door open. First off, I was like preparing myself. Like, okay, you know, is Bret gonna answer the door? Yeah. and everything. And because uh, at the time when I worked at at, at at FedEx, like I I was not a comedian yet. Yeah, I mean we're going. Back to 1997. Yes, um, I, I think I started in 98, 99. Um, but I worked on films, uh, film sets, and stuff. So I was used to being around super famous people. Yeah, Jackie you know, Chan. I could. Uh, uh, I don't think I'd worked with him yet. I, I was doing. Uh, we're, we're, let's go down a bit. Uh, okay. I was doing Canadian stuff. Oh, Canadian. So I'd worked with um, uh, like Jan Arden. Oh, that's that. fantastic. Who who is. Yeah. Pound for pound, one of the funniest. Per- and I'm not saying it like that. One of the funniest <laughs> Casey's wincing. She's not happy that anymore. I, I never. I'm. She's not one of the funniest persons I've ever met in my life. Yes, she is and kindest. Yeah. And uh, I, I just meant like she is. She is a title fighter. She was hilarious person to work with. Um, I mean, I was low on the totem pole. I was just like a set production assistant, and treated everyone lovely and she was really funny and i remember i was I, when i left fedex i was working in a restaurant and she would come there and ask if i was working and i worked in the kitchen and i they would like the waitress would be like yeah i'm serving jen arden apparently she knows you i'm like oh yeah what section is she in and i would just like show up with like my greasy chef hat and you know apron and go say hello at her table and stuff so yeah Anyhow, um, it was at an Italian restaurant and it was called Olive Arden. <laughs> so, yeah, I was used to I was I was accustomed to some celebrities, uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, you didn't answer the door. Someone else did. But I was just a bit taken aback by this in rather intimidating. Not my style. I will tell you, like, you know, entrance to houses you know a big wine rack maybe i I can think of a lot of other things you know some family pictures that's usually a dog bed a fireplace there's some cool things when you have a big house there's a lot of options you can go um yeah well it's in the there's a documentary called um and most of the listeners i'm sure know this called the uh uh, it's called the um, uh, what the, the electric chair in the front door. No, it's in, you it's, dumb it's, fucking it's, moron. Why don't you know about this? No, Is that what it's called? No, it's it's featured in uh, in the dancing dances with the shadows. No shadows. I thought it was wrestling dancing. with shadows. His book. Thank you. Wrestling with shadows is the documentary. Okay. And in the documentary, they show there's one part where they show him he's sitting on the stairs, and then the the thing is beside him, like going, ah, 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 ah. and he's like this is normal to me like he just sort of says that like this is normal to me yeah this is normal to me this is normal it's weird there's no justification of look, it it's weird it's well, like you look at it, you yeah. look at any time like where his dad would get a hold of someone in the basement and then he'd just want to stretch them and put them through pain and he and you know as a kid you're gonna watch this your dad just take these grown men and put them like a pretzel yeah and you can hear them screaming and they're you know, and it's all in the movie, in the documentary, too, where he said, we'd be in our house, but you could hear screams coming through the vents from the basement. And his dad just slapping them, you know, have some discipline, have some discipline. And he's just slapping them as he's as he's stretching them. 
and it's uh it's you know so that must have been horrifying so i yeah, can see that's why i that completely would be can relate to that because you're staying with me i'm three floors away but there's a vent in your room so Oh, and I talk in my sleep, so I can only imagine what I'm saying at night. Oh, I just don't want you beating off, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Casey and I have lived together, so we're we're well versed on each other's beat off routines. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if this has ever been discussed on this podcast. Well, Probably not. But no, we, we you know it's it's more talking wrestling than talking than uh, yeah talking choking wrestling. Well, just yeah. Whenever we get together, we always remember like. You know, I, we remember like when we didn't even have Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to like, you know, you you had to have your laptop in the living room. Yeah. It was. Uh, there was no texting. There was. So no it texting. wasn't, you know, was, I, I had to phone him and be like, oh. just so you know, I just finished my show. I'll be home in 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we could uh, only beat off in the living room. It's it, Anytime you're with uh, you a roommate with another guy. You usually have schedules down, and that was a small apartment too, um, you know. So, but you know, it's important, and uh, you know, yeah, we can we can include a a, a a retro picture on your Instagram. When I was last in Toronto, we went, you know, outside of that apartment, took some photos. If people want to see where we used to beat off without Wi-Fi, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, now, when's the last time you uh, you watched uh, wrestling? When's the last time you watched wrestling uh, or a wrestling? Okay, event? so I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back three times. Okay, so we can look at this. So, so there was a gap in my wrestling watching mm-hmm. uh, when I first got in stamp comedy. Didn't have any money, moved out, and um, still living in Calgary. And my 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 friend Jim phoned me out of the blue, and he said, "I've got uh, tickets to." Um, I guess it would have been Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to come? And I was like, absolutely. Now, I had never been to wrestling live. And I love concerts. Uh, I don't know if the listeners know, but Casey also loved concerts. It's one of the many things that uh, we, we share a love for. And seeing wrestling live was like seeing the best concert you've ever seen mess with or mixed with like the best play you've ever seen mixed with the best sporting event you'd ever seen. I couldn't believe it, yeah. you know? And, and it did help that we had ringside seats. Oh yeah. And they were right at the entrance ramp where everyone walked down. And, uh, I remember I just read Vince McMahon's playboy interview, right? Mm, Cause yeah. you know, back then, uh, not only did we not have Wi-Fi, but this is going way back. We didn't have internet, so I used to still buy Playboy. But I actually did read the articles and the interviews because, um, I, you know, I would whack it to the people. But I read the Vince McMahon interview, and I just, I, I, I found him interesting, and I thought it was very wild that at this thing he came out and the whole arena was booing, yeah, and getting mad, and I did the opposite because I was leaning on the you know the the rails coming in mm-hmm. everyone was booing and i stood there and i was giving him the giant bows yeah to him and it and he noticed yeah i turned and i got a little little bit of a you know point to me cuz yeah. i i stuck out like a sore thumb everyone was booing and i was mm-hmm. there and i was wearing my playboy shirt cuz he used to have a playboy shirt that was like a mosaic of all these different things yeah i really like playboy i mean i like you know yeah we we've already mentioned porn um i had a penis yeah and on the i made the intro yeah to the uh to the, the thing anyway i was on the thing but again it was back then there was no you know you couldn't just like oh i'm gonna screenshot that and make that my instagram header for the next you know like well you can, yeah. well, you, can. you can it's all on the network you just get the if you can remember the date we can find the it. Show, we can find it. We can freeze it. We can pause it, and we can screenshot it. It's that easy. Cool. I've screenshotted every time I'm at wrestling, and I've and I've seen myself. I've screenshotted it, and I have a collection of them. Uh, whether it's there with a sign, amazing. You know, uh, it's 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 quite fun that the network is there that you can do that. 
And Is that the thing I bought? You bought. Okay. <laughs> you bought, he bought it for the other night because. Okay. So yeah. He, so uh, getting to this now, we watched uh, Evolution. Yeah. So ap- but after that, um, one thing I just wanted to say because I'm sorry. I mean, again, I'm just trying to think about wrestling stuff because it's just interesting watching the transition of the world because I really enjoyed wrestling growing up and I got out of it. But we used to go watch uh, wrestling, it, it, like when there was a major pay per view event. Mm-hmm. We used to go watch it um, at at the pub that had the big screen, yeah. And everyone would go there, and it was a big thing. I guess the way now you see with the uh, UFC fights, like oh, Connor's here. You see yeah. the big signs. But growing up, it was always with wrestling. We would go watch, you know, WrestleMania, and it was a big thing. You know, like well, wrestling almost. Technically, you could credit wrestling pretty much for making pay-per-view popular. Yeah. Yeah. No one else was Wrestle, doing that. There was like no they, pay-per-view for they first paved WrestleMania. The, they absolutely paved the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, that that was our, our big thing. Like We would go and, and do that. And I watch people now going nuts for like the UFC stuff, which which I, I, I have trouble getting into. It's just... It's not for me. It's just not for me. I prefer... I prefer like the other night. So Casey's staying with me. Um, and uh, we got the WWE thing on Apple TV. And I'm, and I'm fortunate to have like a screening room in my house. So we have a big projector. And we put it on. And it was the all-woman first, the ever, first ever. As the, you say, they claim that. but um, Ring of Honor has been doing female. But you said they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and Casey and I watched it from start to finish, and it was absolutely um, electrifying, exciting, a ton of fun. It was funny. I mean, the athleticism was incredible. At any point, did you think, are we going to get a guy match? No. Like, we, no, either was I, because great wrestling is great wrestling. I, this is one of the better pay-per-views of the year, to be honest. My only thing that was frustrating me was, like, um, my wife, I she would have been... You know, I have a baby. She was upstairs with the baby. She would have enjoyed a lot of it um, because with her, we watched the Ronda Rousey. I told you this. Um, When she was on WrestleMania, I put her match on and my wife was completely blown away. Like, yeah, her, her charisma and star power at the way she approaches the ring and stuff. So anyway, I'd seen her with that and my wife thought it was amazing. So watching this, but again, I hadn't, that was the first time I'd actually sat down and watched wrestling since I lived with you. Mm. And how long ago was it that we, when we lived in Toronto? 2004. Wow. Okay. So 14 years. Yeah. That's good math. (laughs) (laughs) It took us both a second. So uh, it had been a long time, like since it actually, you know, aside, you can't not turn on Twitter or anything without seeing clips of stuff. Yeah. But since I'd fully watched something. Yeah. And my observations immediately, I was like, the diversity of it. Yes. Like, I could not believe that they had people right away. I mean, it opened with like Trish Stratish. And I thought to myself, oh, who else did I used to love when I was younger? Lita. Lita. She was so sexy the way her, uh, I don't know if it was like her thong, whatever would come out. Like, Yeah, she started the Oh, I used one. to beat off to her like crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. I did. I can't yeah. deny it. No. It's not no. against the law. It's not the first time someone's said Okay. So, so Casey's kind of like, well, if, yeah, if you used to like her, there's a lot more people on this you're going to enjoy. But um it was amazing because they, you know, they're classic, I guess, you know. Yeah. Hall of, you know, well, Trish is a Hall sh- of Fame, It's right? also showing you that they don't have, you know, there's no ageism. Yeah. So, that's what I mean. So, they're older, like not old, but older and yeah. completely were fantastic, exciting, fun to watch, tremendous. But then when we had the, uh, um, the it was the Battle Royale. The Battle Royale, yeah. Or is it Battle Royale or Battle Royale? Battle Royale. It's a, it's a, it's it, well... It's a battle royal here. Okay. But in, in in France, it's a battle royale with cheese. <laughs> Classic. It's just a battle royal. Yeah. I much. like it. Yeah. Yeah. There are, battle royals are always. I don't know. Favorite. I didn't go into Burger King. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, but they had the people from like, the, uh, like Glow. Yes. 
yeah. Ivory was uh, in the match, and she's from the original Glow Wrestling from the eighties. So, so that's another girl. That, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that all those people, and I'm like, and I was like, uh, and, you know, I was watching people. I was like, black, black, Japanese, yeah, plus size, exactly, everything. So, um, I found that amazing. Like and we didn't even touch on the fact that I didn't tell you like. Oh, that wrestler is this wrestler's daughter. No, I wouldn't know any this, of that kind you know, of stuff. Like, so I was just so impressed. Like, this is really interesting. Like I said, this is the most diverse thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, just forget that it's all women. It's a, There's nothing else with this many shapes, sizes, and ages. So I just think it's really interesting because I have a large Twitter following. Yes. And I have you know, tweets often that that go into the thousands of favorites and stuff. Um, I'm, I, I've been a critic of Donald Trump before people were a critic of Donald Trump. Yes. Like I have to be clear on that, that I was writing articles for Huffington Post and making fun of him and like a year before late night talk show hosts were talking about yeah. it. So I have a very liberal following so this is what I wanted to thought was fascinating. I have a very liberal following. Now, you know Donald Trump is yes in the WWE Hall of Fame. I know that, and I don't care. There's we we like him here. No, I'm joking. We I know you don't. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and I I thought your listeners might find this interesting because I don't think wrestling, although it. They have it has all the money and stuff, but still doesn't get respect for some people for some dumb reason. Well, right? Going to Saudi Arabia is a good one. <laughs> okay, true. So I I tweeted saying that you know a picture of Casey and I at the projector, yeah. and that we're watching the first all women, and then uh, you can start a tweet thread, and I just said like I've never seen anything like this d- diverse with all the different ages, sizes, races, etc. And I would say my my worst tweet usually gets several hundred favorites. Yeah. This got under 40. Under 40. Under 40 with an extremely liberal following. Right? Yeah. And so this is what I, I find bullshit about the world and kind of fascinating about people. I'm saying, like I said, this is the most diverse thing on television right now. Like, this is incredible. This is the all woman, not just all women, but it's like it genuinely people of all ages and races and backgrounds. And I share that. And my uber liberal audience went wrestling. No. Yeah. And that's fucking bullshit. Well, do you realize... So I was doing that as a litmus test to see, can you overcome that I've said the word wrestling and pointed out wrestling and op- and be actually liberal yeah. <laughs> and look at this? Yeah. And they fucking couldn't. No. You know... It was also the World Series. That's fine. It, <laughs> but still, it's yeah. a tweet. Just look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. Wow, let's spread the word that this is happening and this is really good. But people didn't. I, it just blew my mind. It's pretty funny. What else is pretty funny is about 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 that is... Um, oh, dang it. What was I going to say? Uh, jeepers. I totally lost my train of thought. But we were talking about the tweet and we we're talking about... Uh, You're traction. Saudi Arabia. No. And no, Donald no. Trump getting... Well, I thought that was funny that, you know, they all this time the WWE finally had a show called Evolution and it's all women, all wrestling, and not even a week later they're going to go do a show in Saudi Arabia with where no women are allowed to participate. And what's that called? It should be called De-Evolution. Yes. But it's not. It's called Crown Jewel and uh which is ridiculous, but Evolution was fantastic last night. I already touched on it uh, last week, what I loved about it and what I, you know, I thought was so great. Um, but uh, I'm trying to figure out what I was, I'm trying to talk my well, way we, to get back. Well, we really I'm enjoyed, at. we really enjoyed the uh, the pay-per-view yeah. and it was, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I, I was just impressed how easy it was even to like, to, to order it on my Apple TV and get it all set up. And, uh, 
Casey's like, you know, you can cancel at the end of the month if you don't want to. And I was like, we'll see. Yeah, there might <laughs> be other I things. I really you, enjoyed that. Well, you can find, there are other things on the network that you can find that you'd probably like. Like they, they do table for three. It's just three wrestlers having dinner, talking about their careers or talking about whatever. That's a good show. Uh, they have um, they have uh, wrestler stories where they're animated stories of true wrestling road trips and road Very tales. Cool. Uh, there's a lot of times where Jake the Snake's in these stories and the snake ends up biting someone or something. Um, there's uh, shows like, uh, you know, anything that you want to watch, like crazy things like WCW. The only thing that's not on there are their movies. Uh, WWE produces a lot of movies. Makes sense, and they should have their movies on their, their. Like WWE is making movies now, and before you knew they were WWE movies, like the Marine series. You know that's a WWE film, but the fact is, is this year one of the highest grossing comedies, Blockers, starring John Cena, was yeah. a WWE movie. I did not know that, and people did not know that because John Cena is crossed over now, and he's a legitimate movie star as well as a wrestler. Um, you know his performances in uh, 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 train wreck. Train wreck is great. Uh, uh, sisters. I thought he was the best part of that movie. Well, we'll talk about that later, uh, another time, because uh, we're wrapping up this episode. But good news, folks, we got a part two coming up with Tommy Campbell, and we're going to be discussing movies, our top ten favorite movies with wrestlers in them, and uh, that's going to be coming up next week. So, uh, Tommy, thank you for joining us. In the meantime, uh, thank you for letting us put a headlocker in your ears. You guys have been a wonderful crowd. And thank you for joining us here on Talking Wrestling. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.